0: Thanks for joining us. We're here today with Tambry Harris, founder of Going Forward, Survivors to Thrivers. Tambree is a leadership life coach, spiritual guide, author, and speaker who encourages others to manifest their best selves and lives. Her 20 years of coaching and nine years of spiritual direction translate into her work with survivors of sexual abuse and domestic violence through the Going Forward, Survivors to Thrivers organization. Cambri has a master's degree in applied psychology and certifications in the areas of leadership coaching, spiritual direction, change management, and diversity. She guides survivors to examine limiting beliefs, find strength in their unique gifts and abilities, and claim a wholehearted, meaningful life. Cambry's first book, Awakening the Light, a Survivors to Thrivers Going Forward story, was named a 2020 American Book Fest Best Book finalist, in this workbook, her story of wounding, struggle, and healing encourages survivors to understand their limiting beliefs, examine unhealthy patterns, and claim their going forward stories. She created the group growth guide to support small groups in wishing to do this work together. <clears throat> Tambury has participated in four collaborative books, The Favor of Forgiveness in 2021, Our Own How to Heal Your Divides and Abundance of Opportunities in 2022, Love Does Not Control, in 2023, and the new book, Stop the Silence, Thriving After Childhood Sexual Abuse, which just came out. Tambry's also been a co-creator at the Wild Goose Festival. You can learn more about all of her work at SurvivorsToThrivers.com. So, Tambry, thanks so much for joining us again, and uh, congratulations on all your work. Thank you, Brian. It's exciting
1: to be here to, to talk a little bit about it.
0: Yeah, well, I think we first met at Wild Goose, didn't we? And, yeah. um, you know, I learned about your work and I thought, oh, my goodness, that's such a good match for uh, uh, How to Heal Our Divides that, you know, I was really glad that you were able to, um, to contribute to it. And, you know, your, your, your work and your book, you know, just continue to, uh, to thrive, <laughs> which is always thank really you. great to see. But thank you. So maybe to get started, what else would you like people to know about you?
1: Hmm. You know, I I really, when you said, um, you know, things are continuing to thrive, I think, you know, part of my message is that, you know, we've, we, most of us have experienced some kind of trauma, abuse, wounding in our life. And sometimes we can get stuck in a place of just kind of going through the motions and and halfway living. And so my message through my organization and through the books that I write is really that there's so much more awaiting you. And so it's really about looking at, you know, what um, you know, what is intended for your life and what might be getting in the way of being able to move into that. And I often frame it as, um, you know, we have many chapters in our life, but we can claim our going forward story. And so really trying to work with people to think about what might their going forward story be, as well as just really trying to bring encouragement.
0: Mm-hmm. So before we start talking about books, <coughs> I'd like to yeah. talk about how you went from corporate America to start your own business. Um, I'm in the early stages of launching a new business called Finding Your Next Calling. And so I'm interested in hearing from people like you that have made a transition like yours. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what motivated that and what it was like in the early stages, you know, when you're off on your own for the first time and trying to figure things out? um, How did that work out for you?
1: Yes, yes. So I was in corporate America for probably about 18 years. Um, I worked um, in the the power industry. I worked in um, for a Big five consulting firm. I work for a financial institution. That was probably where I spent most of my time. And as you mentioned, um, the, my, my background in the, the leadership development, um, I was really doing a lot of organizational team and leader development in, in all three of those spaces, all three of those industries. And it really honed my skills and my confidence. And it was, you know, a great opportunity. And um, I actually, it was 2006. And if anybody's familiar with uh, what all happened in 2006, working in a financial institution, um, that's when everything crashed. And it was really a matter of, Wow, they really, um, when people with everything was closing down, and it was like, you know what, maybe this is the time because people had asked me in the past, when are you going to go out on your Mm -hmm. own? When are you going to go out on your own? And I thought, you know, this is, I think this is the time. And so Um, There was a little bit of impetus for that. I raised my hand and got a displacement package. So that helped as well. Um, But uh, anyway, so that kind of got me launching. And I did have a good network of people to continue to tap into. And I think that's important to think about when you're, you know, when you're starting to branch out is, you know, who are my allies and what is my network and what can I do? And so there's all kinds of different, you know, promotional pieces like that. And then there's the piece of, okay, you know, I've kind of got a blank slate. What is it? but I want to, to really focus on. And because of the fact that a lot of the organizational level things were, um, they just, they last for a long time and, um, and, and just really can be very, very consuming. I was wanting to scale back. some. I actually wanted a little more. Um, some people use the word margin. I wanted a little more margin in my life where I wasn't so just, um, Pulled into work, and, and so I could be more available too. I had a daughter who was um, in second grade at the time, and so I want. So it allowed me to claim. Mm my lifestyle that I wanted as well. So one claiming what is it that you want to bring to the world? What is it you want to focus in? And also what kind of boundaries do you want to begin to create for yourself? And that can be really hard, as you know, Brian, when you're when you're starting something because there's so many possible to do's. Um, so really being intentional around that. So all that said, I ended up kind of narrowing and doing more team development and and leader development, um, executive coaching kinds of things. Okay. So that was um that was a little more of a natural
0: extension from your corporate job exactly compared to what you're doing today.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, so I kind of I had a reputation for this at the at the time. And so um, you know, so like LinkedIn, you know, I people, I could get asked people for referrals and, you know accolades sure, and that kind sure. of thing to build, to build that up and and to get other people to know me. Um, it was probably seven years ago now mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm doing that and I'm living that life. And um, the, ha- the, the hashtag me too started, you know, mm-hmm. really taking off and that really tugged at my heart because I am a survivor um, and I know how, um, when you experience childhood abuse, mine was was sexual, um, when you experience childhood abuse, it affects you for the rest of your life, it affects the lens that you wear. And for me, it got me into um, domestically violent situations, I ended up marrying abusers because of my sense of unworthiness. And so I'm like, you know, I have a message I have and I have, um, message of hope because at that point seven years ago I had gotten away from my my ex-husband and I had begun to really move into claiming my whole self which I had been on a spiritual growth journey for 20 years. Um and so strengthening that part of me and and really I often will talk about how I lived in my head all those years and really started to embody and truly embody my whole self. And so I'm like, you know, I'm starting, I'm a spiritual director at that point. And I'm like, you know, I can use all of me to serve others, particularly in this space. Mm, So mm. that's what led me to, to move into creating the, the organization going forward, Survivors to Thrivers.
0: Wow. Wow. So it sounds as though, you know, kind of your first, you know, incarnation as, as a freelancer, (laughs) <laughs> was, you know, a, a job, right? I mean, it was, it was kind of like a job like you had before, but on your own, whereas yes. I get a sense that, you know, going forward, Survivors to Thrivers is more of a calling. Do you it see is. it that way? Or,
1: I do. Absolutely. Uh, and one thing I will say, Brian, is, you know, when we're moving into what we feel like is a calling for me, I mean, there was a huge discernment piece, Um, I heard I heard God calling me to to do something in this space. And then I was reading an article about a women's um, march and it talked about we need more than a march. We need a movement. And when I went into my my prayer and meditation time that morning, that's when it was like, that's that's what I want. I want you to begin to create a movement in this space. And so you do, I mean, and so I think a lot of it's about openness, Mm. a lot of it's, and I've been praying for two months on this. So this wasn't something that just, you know, Um, happened quickly. uh, I really uh wanted to know what is it that I'm supposed to do in this space? So, yes, Mm. it's a passion, it's a calling. And, and I think because of that, when people engage with me on this topic, they feel that they feel my heart around,
0: around the work. Wow. So I just finished reading a book um, called Discernment by Henry Nowen.
1: Yes. And, um, love
0: it. It's, it is. It's a fantastic book. And yes. it dives into, you know, some of the specific aspects of yes. discernment. And he talks about how, you know, he has been, uh, he, he has experienced reading the signs, as he says, mm-hmm. through either books or people or prayer or nature or events Mm -hmm. and it sounds like what you just described was an example of an event you know that kind of help you turn the corner or make a decision that you've been leading up to in some Mm -hmm. sense you know as you said for a couple of months is that the way you you think of it or no
1: it's it's so true and it's um it's really I mean truly Listening, so um an example of that would be that i um I was at a retreat, and at this retreat, I meet someone, a wonderful person who um tells me um, wants to get to know a little bit more about my work. We, we end up connecting, I tell him I'm going to the wild Goose, and he says, "Oh, well, if you're going to the wild Goose, you need to try and meet Brian Elaine and I'm like <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. And so what did I do? (laughs) So there's also boldness, you know, there's also a willingness to, to step out perhaps from your comfort zone. And, and, but at the same time, to me, that was such a sign, you know, for Andy to say that to me was such a sign of, Mm -hmm. all right, God, I'm listening. You are putting someone in my path somewhere i'm going to be and i'm just going to be open to and and then when i'm sitting listening because i did attend your your um the talk the panel presentation and as i'm listening to um you know what you were trying to do i'm like oh wow this is pretty amazing how how much there is an intersection between the work i'm doing and 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 the how to heal our divides and so that's just one example of really listening and i think the other piece is um Also listening internally. So yesterday I was in a planning meeting with someone and they started having a vision for me that I'm not, it's not the vision I see for myself. And I immediately felt a little bit of a turn inside of me. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's, so I think it's important to, to use your own knowing your own internal knowing. I mean, at times we'll talk about, you know, God's spirit within you. And I think that was, you know, my spirit was saying that's a beautiful vision, but I don't see myself being an executive director of that kind of a center,
0: Mm -hmm. You (laughs) you know? And
1: so, and so I think it's, there's a lot, a lot of that, um, and I am a, a big nature person, so I do love to, you know, take hints around around that um, from nature when it,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when it comes up. So the 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 new book that I just started, I've only had a few chapters into it, but it's called Embrace Your Second Calling uh, by Dale Hansen Burke. And I can actually pick it up if you do if you want. It's, okay. it's more, as I found out, um, it's more written for women. Um, mm-hmm. Jennifer Grant actually introduced me to Dale. And so I had a conversation with her and, you know, just started reading this book. And, and Dale is a person who, you know, kind of much like you, had, you know, a successful corporate career and then, you know, basically said enough of that, <laughs> you know, and figured out what her, you know, real calling was. Yes. And yes. um, so, again, I'm, I'm kind of just at the beginning stages of it. But, you know, as um, as you were saying, I mean, and I think, you know, part of this, my sense is, too, that it comes with age and maturity and having gone through a lot of different things and said yes to plenty of things that you, you kind of regretted later on, at least in my own case. I, I, I can detest for that. Um, but, you know, I think this you know back to discernment, you know. Um yes. It's just as important to, if not more important, to be able to figure out what you want to say no to, as opposed to just, you know, what you want to go after.
1: Well, you know, and it's interesting, Brian. There's also a book. Um, it's been out for a long time called Halftime, and the concept yeah. is that we get to a place in our lives where we've been focusing on success for all these years, and all of a sudden we're ready to move toward significance. And and so and um, and so I think that and and your halftime can be whenever. Yeah. Um, but you know, when is it that you're you're you know wanting to shift your focus to something that really does you know feed your heart, feed your spirit, and, and give you a sense of significance and contribution?
0: Well, I didn't realize this until I talked to Dale, but she told me that um, writing this book was a result of halftime.
1: Oh, okay. There her you go. <laughs>
0: interactions with Bob Buford, who you know wrote yes. halftime, and yes. she said, you know, that was kind of a male-oriented you know, book. Uh And she said, I wanted to create, you know, a female-oriented book. Okay.
1: Oh, that's great. (laughs) But the
0: halftime, you know, is is, is turned into a whole um, business now, too. You know, it's a halftime institute. I am discovering all these things now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But um, in any event, um, what what would you say are some of the most important things that you've learned, you know, after having been on your own now for a while? Hmm.
1: There's um, there's a resilience piece because I, you know, there are things that I invest myself in that don't come to fruition and I need to not um, get disheartened by that and, and trust that, you know, there's still been good foundation laid. I also am very aware of, of my bandwidth and, and really kind of staying conscious of that. I also, Personally, um, I just really try to be open to opportunities. I mean, you know, again, the how to heal our divides opportunity and kind of leaning into things that may. um, Well, and even, you know, speaking, that was something that was not, although I was used to facilitating large groups, being the one, you know, speaking wasn't necessarily yeah. right. And so I think being open to being stretched mm. and mm. and learning and growing um, and, and especially in um, my space, but probably a lot of different spaces. And I'd be interested in knowing your thoughts on this one, but just the willingness to be vulnerable. I think people can mm. read your heart and your intention as you as you are vulnerable in, um, you know sharing what it is you're seeking to accomplish, seeking to partner with them, whatever it is. Um, That that vulnerability, especially because of my backstory, which I've alluded to, I mean, that's been a growth piece for me as well, because being vulnerable early on wasn't safe. And so, um, but at the same time, oh my goodness, the number of just wonderful relationships like, you know, the one you and I have created. I mean, it just, it just, um, it leads to abundance. It really does.
0: Well, let me touch on a couple of different things that you you mentioned there. You know, the whole vulnerability thing, um, you know, that talk about a big change for me, right? I mean, I grew up in corporate America as a guy, you know, and in those days in that world, you never dealt with any personal things, you know, in business. Those were like completely separate worlds. And now that, you know, I've been dealing for, you know, the last several years with authors where those worlds are so dramatically overlapped. Um, it's you know obviously forced me to change I think um but the other thing I would say that's going on in the midst of all of this is just the the quest for authenticity
1: yes thank that's you. out
0: there and you yes. know sharing vulnerability um, I think is a big component of authenticity and kind of that. making people feel comfortable that you know, whoever it is that they're dealing with or talking with is actually real and not a facade, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or trying to BS them. So, yes. you know, um, that doesn't make it easy necessarily, right? <laughs> but I think it um, just kind of shows the value of it.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I the, other love I that to on, the
0: other thing I want to touch on is what you talked about before about being able to come to grips with things that don't work. <laughs> and I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that too as an entrepreneur you've got to treat i i think everything is an experiment right and some experiments work and some experiments don't and if you don't have some that fail you're probably not, you're probably not experimenting there you i think you know yes. so yes. you know i i totally um I want to say back up all those things that you just said that, you know, the learnings (laughs) of of yours after kind of making the leap.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think the value of community comes up for me Mm -hmm. as well, because as you are, you know, having to um, maybe bounce back from something that was disappointing or thinking about something that you might want to do, but you're not sure how that, you know, would work. A sense of having a community around you can also be very valuable.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what advice do you have for people who, you know, are kind of like considering mm. their first uh leap of faith to start a business on their own?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that really recognizing what what is um, a part of you, what, what is your skill set? What is your gifting, you know, really kind of leaning into, into that, cause that's what you're meant to bring forth, I believe. And so getting clear about what is that. And like I said, for me, it was, okay, I don't want to do the, you know, nine months to a year kind of you know, large scale projects. I want to do more. So kind of getting clear about what is it you want to bring of yourself forward and then thinking about, you know, what, what does the world need? You know, what, what gaps are out there? What can I fill with what I have to bring? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that will help you when you start, you know, really beginning to promote yourself. It's, it's, it's your niche. It's your, it's your, you know, um, what you're bringing to the space, what differentiates you from whoever else is out there doing the work you want to do.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if we could, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about, you know, your organization, uh, you know, okay. survivors to thrivers organization. So in what areas is it active?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, I mentioned that the importance of community a minute ago is, as people are branching out. Part of my reason for creating it is that, Survivors of abuse and trauma can can feel very alone. We often feel, um, you know, my one of my kind of sound bites is okay. let's "Stop the silencing, the shame, and the secrecy." And so we can often sit in our bubbles of, of shame, um, feeling somewhat maybe responsible or at least. And and again, we have all these unhealthy thoughts that were created either by ourselves trying to figure it out what was happening or the other person may have put those thoughts into our brains. And so beginning to create a community of support and encouragement and as well as providing healing practices so that people can because sometimes you can sit there and think, okay, I don't even know what the first step looks like. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, really trying to to create that sense of community. So when you when we talk about, okay, so then what do we do to do that? And so one of the things I did was I created the website where people can go and again begin to get a sense of, okay, this is this is a community I can plug into. Mm -hmm. We provide blogs twice a month. Um, Often I'm writing the blog, but once a, once a quarter, I actually have a fellow survivor write the blog. So it's not just Tambry putting mm-hmm. things out there. It's hearing other voices around this topic and also sharing. So the first of the month is sharing their story. And, and it's their, their survivor to thriver story to back to bringing that hope and encouragement and helping people feel like, oh, Wow, I that I can relate to that. And you might relate to my story a little bit more. You might relate to someone else's story. We had a, we had our first male blogger in, um, December. And so, you know, I want it to be not just a women's thing. I mean, it's definitely, it happens sadly, you know, across the board. And so, um, so anyway, so the blogs are a big piece of of what we try and do to put again, encouragement. And the second, I forgot to mention on the 15th of the month, we have, um, there are more practices. And so, you know, we were talking about discernment that might be a topic I might I might talk about how to discern and actually take you through a discernment practice I've definitely taken through um taking people through you know how do you how do you get grounded how do you get in your body and some techniques to do that sometimes it might be a reflection activity so we try and mix it up and use different modalities sometimes it might be a mindful nature walk and things to think about so um Again, expanding survivors to think about what they can do for themselves and and what might fit their their personality. We also provide... daily Instagram and Facebook posts, because again, some days we can feel really strong and other days we question everything. Um, and, and so really trying to be, have consistent messaging and encouraging and again, providing and a lot of times I build them off of the blog so that I have consistent messaging around that. So those are some of the, the system level things that I offer. I also um, do one-on-one coaching. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, so I do one on one coaching. So really, with the first part, and this might be helpful for the people that they're thinking about doing, um, you know, something on their own, you know, the first part is, is getting you to know me, you know, back to that authenticity, you feel my heart, you see what I bring to the table, you get a sense of the kinds of resources I provide. And so, you know, I do that on the front end. And then yes, I would love and I actually even give, you know, do a 30 minute kind of connect let, let's just talk about what's possible so that people can get to know me I do that for free and then we can move into the actual kind of what I call transformational coaching which mm-hmm. you know you can look back and do the therapy work with a therapist you know that 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 hit that healing work from victim to survivor but what I do is I meet you at when the survivor place and I help you move from just surviving day to day being stuck with these unhealthy beliefs that are limiting you to move toward thriving and there's a process I take you through to do that um I mentioned you know earlier about marrying abusers I didn't believe I was worthy of being treated well. And so that's a big one to, you know, to unpack and uncover and, and begin to flip. And I don't know, um, you know, how many people know about like, um, oh gosh, now I'm blanking out the um, pathways in your brain. I can't think of the word right now, but um, you can rework those and, and you can really begin to get the uh, um, affirmation part of your brain working. And the, the belief part of your brain working versus the part of your brain that shuts you down and makes you believe I'm not capable of these things. And so those are the kind of things that I will work with people to, to really begin to do that shift. And, and my change management background comes in where we really look at, okay, so, and how, what kind of things are we going to put in place to help this stick? You know, we've mm-hmm. made the process of movement. What kind of things can we put in place to really help you be successful and continue continue this, this thriving path that you're on.
0: Hmm. Very cool. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, your business has all those different facets to it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Well, it brings my heart anytime I connect with, a survivor it brings my heart joy to be able to do any kind of work with them to help them begin seeing that light the book the name of my book is awakening the light and that's what i want to do i believe we all have this this light within us and some of them might be dimmed from the things that have happened and let's let's awaken that let's grow that light within
0: Mm -hmm. so um Let's talk about books now, <laughs> since okay. you mentioned that. Okay. To "Light: um, A Survivors yeah. to Thrivers Going Forward story. Uh, how did the yeah. book come about?
1: That was so interesting. And, again, that was one of those being open um, and being resilient.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I had someone who I had worked with on some things with him, and he had already written another book. And he said, Tambree, I would really like to co-author a book with you. And I'm like, okay. And never really thought about being an author. And he's like, but he also knew my story and he had his own wounding. And, and so we, I was like, okay, I can see we're having a male voice and a female voice Mm. around the journey could be really powerful. And, um, I, 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 like him because he is a very vulnerable, authentic person. And so I thought this could be really cool. And this will be a way for me to begin to move into what I feel like God's calling me. And so I did my work, I, I created my my portion of the chapter, I even um the book has portions of the story, and then it has portions of practice. And so I had done both my story and some of the practice. And he he is a big time entrepreneur. And so sometimes what comes with that is there's a whole lot of things that get their attention. And so he <laughs> saw something else that he decided that he needed to do now. And he wasn't ready to go forward with this. And it's like, okay, so <laughs> what do I do? And I prayed about it. um But I thought, you know, I, I I'm almost to the finish line here, mm-hmm. you know? And so maybe I really in my heart believe that he was put in my life to give me the courage.
0: Isn't it crazy how things work out? I mean, you never would have gone into something suspecting that, Rob, right? No, not Um, at all. How many things in life, I don't know about you, but I've certainly experience a lot of things like that
1: <laughs> yes and it's like okay this this and beautiful thing is is because it was my singular voice I was able to tie it even more tightly mm. to my organization mm. and my personal mm. mission sure, so sure. it actually it actually <clears throat> ended up probably being um <laughs> for the best but I did not see that coming so it was a little bit of a back end Brian is how, how I got into it
0: God works in incredible ways. Uh, <laughs> that's all you can say. <laughs> so um, that was a workbook. Um, what made you decide on that format? Yes.
1: Um, in part, you know, I, I really did want to share my story of 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 woundedness and healing to be encouraging, but you know the big piece and this is back to using who you are i'm i'm a healer you know i want i want to help people heal and so really being able to share um prompts the 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 growth mm-hmm. prompts with people really is where my heart was and so i share my story to help people connect to their own story. And then I help take them to that next deeper level by asking some of the prompts. I also in the book, you know, talk, I have like breathing sections, you know, just to kind of, okay, let's just take a breath here, you know, trying to really help people understand because, you know, we do, we start breathing shallowly and we don't even realize it. And, and yet, you know, we're tensed up. And so how do we begin to be intentional around taking care of ourselves in the moment? And so being able to weave those parts of me as as coach, as spiritual director into the book was was important to me because I really wanted it to be something that was a true resource. And a lot of people, times like I said earlier, people don't know where to start. And so I've been told it's a beautiful way to, you know, in the privacy of your own home, in your own time, if you want to just, you know, slowly dip a toe in to answer some of these questions, or if you want to skip some questions and move to some other one, that's just fine. And so, and I have therapists tell me that it's a beautiful tool to work in conjunction with the work they're doing. And so um, I feel like it's it's a, it's a just a really good resource. And what happened was I had someone say, you know, they're with an AA group. And they said, you know, Tambri, we want to use this book in a small group because I mean, Realistically, a lot of people who are in AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, are are have been wounded in some way, and so considering it, because the book is not just about sexual abuse and domestic violence; it's about woundedness, it's about abuse and trauma, and so it really applies to most everyone, to be honest. And so, this group wanted to use the book, like read the book, do the workbook themselves, and then meet about it. And I loved that idea. And I know what a tender topic this is. And I wanted to make sure that when people meet... I wanted them to have sacred space and I wanted there to be a tool to help them. And so this is a facilitator's guide. The group group growth guide is a facilitator's guide to really companion the book so that if there's one person or if they're, if they're sharing facilitation, they can really create a safe space, create the needed boundaries, the confidentiality boundaries, those kind of things, as well as some um, icebreaker type things as people are beginning to, you know, start to expand their understanding. Understanding And so that's, that's kind of how the, the group guide came mm, to be because mm. I wanted people, I loved the idea of people, you know, coming together to support one another on this healing journey using the workbook, but then also having something to kind of create that, um, again, that's that safe, sacred space um, for when people came together.
0: Mm, mm. Well, um, I've said this several times, but you know, Frederick Buechner wrote this thing about AA. Um, and one of the things he said was um, he feels like that's kind of closer to what the original church probably was and what today's mm. church probably ought to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, when you talk about yeah. sacred, you know, places, yes. it sounds like you're in the same direction.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Because back to being vulnerable, you know, they're being vulnerable and they, they've really, you know, anyone that enters those doors wants to be on a healing journey. And so, you know, working, working that aspect of their lives, but also being open to working that what happened underneath that led perhaps to some of the healthy, other uh, unhealthy pieces in their Mm -hmm. life.
0: So um, as I mentioned before the, book was a finalist for the 2020 American book fest, best book, which was really wonderful. What do you think was so compelling about the book that it got such a recognition?
1: Oh, you know, um, I think uh, people tell me, so it was really interesting when I was going through, I actually had a, um, kind of an editor for, um, Oh, what was it a publisher who then put me in with someone to kind of do the final editing and that type of thing and he he didn't reach out to me he reached out to the publisher so he and i were not in direct communication but he reached out to the publisher and 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 asked if he could contact me so anyway we end up together and he said tambri i i read a lot of books you know i edit a lot of books he said i felt like you were my best friend by the end of this book
0: wow you know
1: he said yeah he said your heart and he mm. said and you really mm. helped me and the interesting thing with him is that he's not a survivor but he has survivors in his life and he said it really helped me understand mm. what's going on and how I can be supportive to them and so I think in part it's it's the tonality mm. it's the heart it's the the, the vulnerability that I really do just try and share, share my story and what's going on within me. And I do also think it's because it truly is. It doesn't, another one of my um, reviewers said, Tamri's book doesn't leave you where you started. So, you know, it, Mm. it, it, you know, it it meets you where you are and it helps to guide you. And so I think that it back to really helping people begin their, their healing journey. And so it's, um, I think, because it bridges both pieces.
0: Mm. Hmm. Well, I mean, congratulations. You know, on being able to achieve that in a book, right? I mean, you know, that degree of uh, becoming a friend, so to speak, as you mentioned, it's like, mm.
1: yeah.
0: I mean, that skill. was
1: such a gift for him to tell me, and that's yeah. the thing. You know, the gifts that come with this. I mean, him sharing that with me, and and receiving that recognition from the book, and it was more. It was kind of like, oh, okay, so I, I have some have some cred, you know. <laughs> I just was so grateful for them to recognize it so that it would encourage people to say this is this is a value to me and I you know I want to I want to tap into this.
0: Well I mean it's a confidence builder too right? Yes. We, you know you get some yes. kind of recognition and and uh, you know you mentioned something you know one of the little things I read about finding your voice right? And I think uh, you know yes. a lot of that has to do with confidence. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. In any event, um so I mentioned that there's a new book coming out, the yes. Stop the Silence, Thriving After Childhood Sexual Abuse. So what's the story behind that book?
1: Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a picture of it, Brian. There it is. Um so that was really fun um so i've been doing a lot of different podcasts trying to again promote the organization and the work we do and so i've been on someone's podcast and then she actually recommended me to pamela pine who is the founder of the organization stop the silence and it's around childhood sexual abuse Mm. and so they were looking to do a collaborative book um finding again and it just was like so aligned with my heart, um, finding survivors who are willing to put their voice out around their story and then share their practice. I'm like,
0: Oh, wow. Well, there we are. Um, (laughs) it's just what you've done.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's like, okay, how do I, how do I only have a chapter for this, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) but what was beautiful was there are 24 authors and it is international. Hmm. So we have New Zealand, we have Zambia, we have Egypt, we have, I mean, all over the world, you have these authors, these voices coming forward. And even in the US, an indigenous person came up, you know, has a story in there. And so experiencing it. And the thing that I think is, if it's not, it may be subtle, but to me, it shares the fact that this is not, this is not a US thing. Hmm. This is an international issue. And in some countries, it may be worse than others, but it is an international issue. And so we can come together to make a difference, to raise awareness, to, to um, stop the, You know, again, she's, her title was stop the silence, but also stop the shame. Because mm-hmm. when we don't talk about it, that's what makes it shameful let's shine some light on this so there isn't the shame that surrounds this the victims and, and the family, I mean, you know, the family members, the friends are open to being able to support and, and encourage as so many of us have been are just silenced by people that should be advocates for us. And so it's, it's such an important thing. And so back to, um, uh, uh, affirmation, the book itself has been it's, um, hit six different categories, number one bestseller on wow. Amazon. Wow. So super excited about that. Um, paperback, uh, childhood sexual abuse, um, social justice, teen health, I mean, all of these categories. And so to me, what that says is that we're already beginning to live into our intention of stopping the silence because mm-hmm. people are getting this book. People are reading our stories. People will be emboldened to, um, to talk about it and, and make a difference mm. in this space.
0: Interesting. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. There. Yeah. So I noticed that the book is published by Brave Healer Productions, which I've never yes. heard of before. Can you tell me a little yes. bit about that?
1: They, they have a heart for social justice type books. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as I mentioned, uh, Pamela Pine was the, the founder of the organization, and she chose them to be the, um, the ones to collaborate with, I think because of their heart for, mm-hmm. again, these kinds of topics. Interestingly, the, um, the owner of um, Brave Healer Productions, as we're writing this book, she and her daughter are fighting a court battle against her sexual abuser.
0: Oh my okay? God. Wow.
1: Um, and so <clears throat> her daughter's a teen and, and all that she had to go through and all the attempts at silencing and squelching. And, and so it was actually interesting back to God working in, amazing ways you know so here she is fighting her own battle real time and then she's having these stories come in of people who have and some of the stories are mothers who have had to stand up for their children and so um, so yeah I think the fact that that Pamela chose Laura and her organization to help produce it there's just so many layers of, of goodness to it and then um, Laura was the one who kind of guided us in how how we wrote our chapter um, in, in kind of the format of the chapter and the titling of the chapter. So she really had a lot of passion around the crafting of the book um, to to make it of the, you know, quality and impact that, that she w- was hoping for. And it, it did give me an opportunity to, uh, my chapter, I mentioned um, the fact that I tried to do this in my, or I did do this in my other book, but I talk about, you know, embodying um, kind of embodying your truth, and so allowing your body to come forth with its truth. And how do you ask these um, healing, life-giving questions? And so it really gave me an opportunity to kind of hone in on a specific piece that I don't know that um, as many people are talking about. So, um, yep. So that's a little bit about the book and and uh, Laura DeFranco, who was the the publisher.
0: Excellent. That's all good
1: yeah. to hear.
0: Yeah. So I have to ask, are there any future books or projects that you can talk about at this point?
1: (laughs) So the other book, and, you know, back to sometimes, this gets back to boundaries, although I'm glad I didn't create boundaries on this. Excuse me, but I was asked during the summer, last summer, to be a a collaborative author in two books. And and the, the timing of the writing of the chapters was a little bit different. And I thought, okay, I can... I can make this work. They both came out within a week of each other.
0: Of course.
1: <laughs> so it's like, wow. Okay, breathe. Um, and so I really, I, I leaned into the Stop the Silence book first, because April is Sexual Abuse Awareness Month. Mm. And I And so really being able to promote the book, promote the message during, through the course of April was really important. And so that was and um, that was really important for me to do. The other book is called, um, love does not control hmm. and, um, Thomas Ord. I don't know if you know yeah, him or no, not. Sure okay. So he, um, you know, he, he wrote a book called God can't.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: in that book, it addresses the fact that, you know, when people, when something really awful happens, you know, it's like, where was God? Why didn't God intervene? Why, you know, why didn't God intervene in the school shooting in Nashville? Why didn't God intervene in, you know, my life when this awful stuff was happening to me? And and the premise is there are some things that God can't, you know, and, and a lot of times we have to, you know, um, so know what what how do i partner with god to bring goodness into this world to make a difference in this world and so the second book this or not second book but this book that i was a part of um he asked therapists counselors spiritual directors to kind of talk about how they see that collaboration Mm -hmm working. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to talk about, you know, how I do see, and I do, I bring in Henry Nowen into oh. it, the wounded oh. healer. Um, you know, I bring in some of that thinking and and really, you know, talk about how we can, um yeah, how we can partner with God in our own lives for healing and in others' lives for healing. So that book has come out and I'm going to begin to start promoting it um, in May. <laughs>
0: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. That's yes, all good to know. Yes. Yes. Well, Tambry, it's so good to catch up with you. Uh, you know, thanks for joining us today. And, um, I really, um, am so glad to see how things have thrived, <laughs> uh, grown, evolved since, you know, we first met and, uh, congratulations on all of your work and, you know, the clear passion that you have behind it. And, uh, you know, I think it's just such a great example of, you know, finding your calling. So um Thank you. congratulations on, on on arriving there, so to speak. <laughs> Not that any of us have ever arrived, but you know. Well,
1: it's a journey, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Well, and Brian, one thing I'd like to mention, and I almost mentioned it a minute ago, and I thought, no, I'm going to wait till the very end. Um, As I mentioned, that this is Sexual Abuse Awareness Month, Mm -hmm. and um, I have a co-author who lives in a town near me, and we're hosting a book launch event on April 30th. It's a Sunday, and it's in person, but it's also virtual. Okay. And so, yeah. And so I would love to invite your audience if they're interested in joining us. And so what I'm going to do is um, just... Go to my website, survivors to thrivers.com, and we'll um, we'll get you connected if you're interested. It's um, from four to seven PM Eastern Time. And it's both a celebration of the book and the difference we're making, but it's also Leanne will speak, I will speak, the founder of the organization is creating a snippet to talk about the work they're doing, and it's really about building community emboldening people to find their voice around this topic. And, um, yeah, and again, I just, I, I do want to celebrate, you know, some of the movement that, that we are starting to see in the space.
0: And you said that's April 30th, right? April 30th, yes. Wonderful. All right. Well, Tammy, again, thanks so much. Um, I look forward to, uh, you know, collaborating with you uh, and, and catching up again. So, uh, take care for now.
1: Thank you so much, Brian. So good to see you.